Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. Today I'm going to talk about uh, tarot and numerology within specifically the minor arcana, but also we'll pull in the major arcana to give some more context to these cards. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. So the majority of the episodes during this season will be about the tarot, which I'm really excited about because I love the tarot, and we'll be talking mostly about the structure of the tarot deck. So since this is the first episode within that series of tarot structure, I'm just going to give you an overview of what a typical tarot deck looks like. So tarot is generally made up of 78 cards, and 22 of these cards are called the major arcana, or the greater secrets. So I'll do a three-part episode in November, three, three episodes, I guess, in November, about the major arcana, divided up into three groups. Now there are also 56 minor arcana cards, and so the minor arcana we can look at in terms of the numbers, the court, and the suits. So today we're talking about the numbers, 1 through 10, or ace through 10, and then we'll also look at the court cards, which are the other uh, four cards in each suit, and then the, fi- the other episode will be about the suits. So there's four suits, and that makes up a total of 56. And I feel like knowing the structure of these cards is super helpful. It's very helpful when it comes to learning the meaning of these cards because each suit, the four suits, have its own domain, what it kind of encompasses, and each number has a consistent theme across each suit. So it's kind of like this matrix of if you know the suit and you know the number, you have several keywords and you can kind of classify in your brain um, what each of those mean and you can apply it to figure out the meaning of that card. And as I mentioned before, the symbolism of the number, it applies to the minor arcana, so what the number means applies to the minor arcana, but you can also see it carrying over into the major arcana, which I'll talk about a little bit in this episode, but we'll go into more detail about that in about the major arcana in later episodes. So, Let's talk about what these numbers mean, and if you do have your own tarot deck, you might want to pause this podcast now and um, go sort out your deck and get out each of the number cards into little groups so that you can follow along with some visuals and see if you can see what I'm talking about in your own cards. Okay, so we will start with the aces because the ace is like a number one, and it just makes sense to start with number one. I think the word essence really applies to the aces. If you look at the ace card of every suit, it encompasses the essence of what that suit is all about. So this is sort of the purest, most boiled down form of that suit's energy. And we'll talk about the suits later. 
But um, aces are also all about the beginning of a journey. It's like the foundation of a beginning or the foundation of an opportunity. They spark, they are a spark of inspiration that initiates the next thing. And we'll see that each of these numbers grow on each other as we go through. I think of them as like a little seed of potential. You don't know what it's going to become yet, but you have this little seed. It's going to sprout. It's going to grow. All you have to do is give it support, give it some energy, some thought, and it'll eventually grow into whatever it's meant to be. Now, one is also the number of individuals and doing something unique that has never been done before. It is very much about independence and putting yourself first, but not in a selfish way, though it can be about that depending on the context. It's more in a self-care way where you fill yourself up and then when you have filled yourself up, you have something to give to others too, which is actually very selfless. So we can also carry this theme across to the Magician, which is the number one card in the Major Arcana. And in a typical tarot imagery, there's a figure points with one hand up to the spirit realm and points with the other down to the physical realm. And then usually there's a, like a table or some representation of each of the symbols for each of the four suits in front of the Magician. So the magician incorporates all of the different suits, all of these different symbols of the suits, and it's also a number one energy. So then when you look at each of the aces, they are a specific suit, and the magician is all of the suits. Okay, so let's look at the twos now. If you think about the aces as being about the individual, about individuality, an essential energy, what's essential. The twos are about coming together in a sort of partnership or a couple. So they often show some sort of duality and some sort of choice that you have to make when you get to a crossroads, usually a crossroads of with two options. And when you look at the two of any suit, the common theme is some sort of perfect balance and equilibrium. And balance can be found in a variety of ways, depending on the suit that the um, two is found in. We can also look at the High Priestess, which is the number two card in the Major Arcana. And there is a balance in that card as well in what is material, because the High Priestess sits in at the boundary of the physical realm and what is beyond the veil in the spiritual realm. And so there's this balance of keeping yourself grounded in the physical realm and allowing yourself to explore what is beyond the veil. So there's this um, element of intuitive understanding and balancing the conscious and subconscious mind. The High Priestess is simply the most empowered version of balance and equilibrium and how the choice we can make can create or destroy balance. We'll move on to the threes, which expand upon the twos in the way that a couple might create a baby and then grow their family. There's this creation of life and a growth in the family. And so this number is about expanding and learning and growing. These cards often show friendship, groups of people, collaboration, so combining two different minds to create an idea or three different minds to create an idea, 
And it's also the first initial achievement within a goal. So we're going to see that between the ace and the nine, there are several stages as you get closer and closer to a goal. And there's different steps of achievement. So at the threes, that's the first initial achievement. Three is about expressing yourself and creating something new, taking that inspiration from the ace and the plan from the choices that you made in the two. You make choices in order to create a plan and then actually creating something from it. So the three is when you actually start the creation process. In the major arcana, we see the empress as the three and she is often depicted with a pregnant belly creating new life. But this can also be interpreted as creativity in artistic endeavors, like in art or music or writing. The Empress card often has the Venus symbol somewhere on it, and that's uh, Venus rules over these creative ideas and art and beauty and things like that. So let's move on to the fours, which represent structure and stability. <laughs> so it's beyond that creativity and looseness that we see in the previous numbers in the ace it's sort of you know loose um, spark of inspiration the two is sort of planning and um, thinking about it and then you get into the collaboration and creation of the threes and by the time you get to the four things are starting to take shape and actually uh, form into a foundation so you can think of a square where there's four equal sides that forms a really stable shape it's um, or like the four legs of a table that creates this sturdy foundation that you can put things on top of or you, this translates into like a stable base of knowledge or a foundation of, of good planning that you can continue to build upon that you have this foundation. And you can see this with the emperor, which is the fourth card in the major arcana. He is expanding his domain of rulership with careful planning and with this stability and structure. He's created a structure that makes it possible for him to expand even further beyond that because he started with that planning structure first. Now four also speaks to complacency, taking a rest, uh, taking an a break after that initial achievement of the three and about being somewhat boring. So um, you might think of the saying, you're such a square is like you're boring or you're not interesting. And so that's part of the four energy as well. So you might see that in the cards depending on the context. So I'm just gonna pause right here before we get to the fives. I created a single page cheat sheet for you. You can print this out. It includes keywords for each of these numbers and you can, you, you can hang it in your tarot reading space or you can include it in your grimoire so that your, if your mind goes blank during a reading, you can just look at this one sheet, paper, sheet of paper. You don't have to get out all your books or anything like that. And you can glance at the page and see these keywords that might jog something in your intuition and help you find the meaning of the card in the way that it appears. So you can find this digital download. Just go to the show notes mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero two two. So let's get back to these numbers. We left off at number five, which is the midpoint where the numbers start to transition. So you're looking forward and backward simultaneously. 
four bought us brought us the stability and five wants to test that structure we built and kind of shake things up and see where the boundaries are so the energy here is often surrounding like change challenges obstacles there's usually um, confusion and disagreement that comes with this change and if we look at the hierophant which is the fifth card of the major arcana he is questioning the foundations he's creating something radical something new it's some um, sometimes something traditional so there's always this sense of creating a new tradition or questioning the traditions that are already in place looking to the past with questions and wondering if this really is the best way to be and looking to the future with new radical ideas and five the number is often associated with the human body we have four limbs and a head creates this five number we have five senses sight smell taste touch and sound, um, hearing we have five fingers on each hand if you include your thumbs we have five toes on each foot um, so this number is associated with the human body and humans seek balance and stability because we are imperfect so we're always looking for perfection there's this conflict between perfection and our imperfection and we also explore and we learn through experience experiencing things so we test out the boundaries we test where our limits are like the limits of what we're capable of so we're using our senses to learn about the world around us our five senses and there's all of this self-inquiry and learning by doing something for ourselves so that's also part of this five energy the number six is the second main achievement because this is two threes so the first three was our first achievement the second one is our or the six is our second achievement so this is a next big victory or su success as you move toward the ultimate goal whatever the bigger goal of this cycle because we're going through a cycle of these numbers so um, the six often reveals the lesson of listening to your heart what you feel is the next step rather than listening to your mind what you know is the next step because with the threes, it was more about logic and proceeding with the plan that was logical. By the time we get to the six, it's more about what is in alignment with your purpose, what is best for you in the life that you want to live. It's not about what someone else wants for you or what you think is best, it's what you feel. And we see this in this uh, major arcana with the lover's card. The common depiction of the lovers, the more um, common in modern decks, shows a man and a woman with the archangel Raphael kind of hanging out over them in the, in the sky. And this symbolizes making decisions based on your soul's purpose, searching for your true passion. Before this, an image that was often found on the six card was a man with his mother on one side of the card and a lover off to the other side. And this represented the man choosing his partner based on what was in his heart and not what his mother wanted for him. So that's kind of a similar meaning, but one is more about like a higher calling and one is about someone else wanting something for you. The six rep also represents communication, cooperation, and problem solving. It is a new hope as it adjusts to this... Um, 
to bringing more love and joy and harmony back into the mix after the disruptive fives. Now the seven is a sacred number in magic and spirituality. We talked about the seven main chakras in episode 12, um, but the number seven, it's made up of a number three, which we know represents creation and collaboration and manifestation. And it's also a number four, three plus four is seven. So we have a three and we have a four, which represents stability and structure. So the seven is where spirit meets matter. Uh, so we can see that with the seven chakras where we have the lower three, which are um, physical energy points. And then we have the upper three, which are the spiritual energy points. And the fourth chakra in the middle is where they meet. And that makes seven total. We can see how seven applies there. Seven is also about trusting yourself, letting your intuition guide you. It invites you to reflect and assess as you continue to discover and know more about yourself. The sevens revolve around questioning and the consequences of our action, taking responsibility for those choices that we make. And there is this spiritual discernment happening there. The seventh card in the Major Arcana is the Chariot. So we see the two sphinxes are often depicted on this card, and they show these two different options, two pieces, this, the spirit and the matter, and they're both going in the same direction. So there's movement towards your soul's purpose. Now let's move on to the eights. The eight cards show fast movement and big steps forward toward the ultimate goal. We're almost at the nines, which is the third, um, the third three. And so it is the, the eights, though, is a number of change and regeneration. It's about taking action, making progress, creating breakthroughs. And if you look at the symbol eight, it looks like an infinity symbol. But since it has turned 90 degrees, it represents the way that the spirit and physical realms are connected, and there's this flow of life and abundance and power from spirit realm to physical realm. And then we see with the strength card, that's the eighth card in the major arcana, it's about channeling power and defining power, and it's done in a gentle way. It's not a controlling way. And so with the strength card, you're allowing yourself to fit into that flow without trying to exert any control onto the flow. You're not trying to control the river. You're just going with the river and floating down on top. And when you are in flow, this abundance, it comes very naturally. And that's really how the eight is. And you see this in the minor arcana eights as well. It's about trusting the abundance of the universe and the flow of the energy between the spirit and the physical trusting that the power flows through you when you go with the flow, and that is what abundance is. And when we get to the nines, we are wrapping up this cycle. There's always another cycle after that, but this one is the um, home stretch. Like I said, it's the third three, it's three threes. And so it's the next big step toward achieving your goals. It usually represents attainment, fulfillment, fruition, and just a general feeling of satisfaction that you have reached some sort of completion or that you're nearing completion. Now the nine in the major arcana is the hermit card, the wise soul. And the hermit lives alone, has all the wisdom of others, 
but only trust the wisdom that comes from within. He has this guiding light and a guiding principle that comes from his experience. So he isn't swayed by the opinions and thoughts of others because he knows that his wisdom is what is important. And that's really the lesson of the nines, that you have the knowledge and the ability or, or the skills already. You've experienced life. You've learned from all of the experiences of the previous eight cards. And that helps you to understand um, the world. And that gives you the ability to teach and counsel others who are still learning, who are still on that path to learning where you are. And then finally, we get to the tens. And technically, in numerology, uh, we mostly deal with single digits, so zero through nine. So numerology would take a 10, and you would add those two digits together. Anything greater than nine, you take the digits, you add them together, and you keep reducing until you get to a single digit. So with the 10, you have a one and a zero. You add it together, you get a one. And you can also look at the two digits individually. With the one, you have the new beginnings that we talked about before when we were talking about the aces. And you also have the zero, which is we haven't really talked about, but it's sort of like the spirit element. It's um, the nothingness of everything and the everythingness of nothing. It's about a cycle, a complete circle. So that's what you have with a 10 is the beginning and the cycle, the beginning again and again and again. Now when you look at the tens in the tarot, you're, you're past the nines, which we talked about being the ultimate completion, the accomplished goals. So the tens tell us what happens after the end. The nines give us the conclusion of the story, and then the tens are what happens after you close the book. So if you've ever wondered what your, char your favorite characters are up to after you've finished reading about them, that's what the tens are. After achieving the goal in the nines, the tens show you what's going on after that. <laughs> so they are in a way the end, but they are also the beginning again, that cycle going over and over again. Um, and since they were also ones, they are the end of the previous chapter and also the beginning of the next chapter. So there's this feeling of awakening with this new sense of strength because you've completed one cycle and you're, you're stronger for it and you're about to begin another, uh, another journey. In the Major Arcana, we have the Wheel of Fortune, which is a 10. And of course, the Wheel of Fortune is a wheel. It is a cycle that is going all over again, over repeating itself. And it's about learning how to deal with those cycles, learning how to trust that each cycle is going to change slightly, <laughs> um, and that there is an element of chance and luck involved, whether that's good or bad. Now, as I mentioned, we are definitely going to talk about the other major arcanas later on this season, uh, but their numerology also follows the same pattern. You just add the digits and find out where it falls. So for example, 11 would be the next card, 11 is a 1 and a 1, which is 2. 1 plus 1 is 2. So you can see that balance is a big theme here in the Justice card. So I would suggest going through, that's your homework, go through the remaining major arcanas, add up the digits, and see where they fall among these um, other numbers, 1 through 10. 
And with the ones that end up being 10, like um, 19 is the sun card, that becomes a 10. See how it fits in with the tens, but also with the aces or the ones. All right, so that is everything I have for you this week. Thank you so much for being here with me and taking time out of your day to talk about tarot. In this episode, we went through each of the numbers, 1 through 10, and we looked at the symbolism of these numbers and how that symbolism applies to the meaning of the tarot cards in the minor arcana and also in the first 10 cards of the major arcana. You can find out more about this episode and get that uh, download, the reference sheet I mentioned before, by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 022. And you can join me next Tuesday when we will continue talking about the tarot. This time we will look at the court cards in the minor arcana. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you can catch up on all of these different tarot episodes in the series. And I'd super appreciate it if you would scroll down, leave me a five-star review. You can just click the five star. You don't even have to write anything. But of course, I will appreciate it very much if you write a little something nice about me <laughs> and this show. Um, you can find out, you can find more witchy stuff on Instagram and Facebook at Mumbles and Things. And join us in our Facebook group at TalkWitchcraft.com. Wait, don't go yet. Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice. Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path.